Good evening, everyone. This is Dave Endicott with the Dysfunctional Guy Podcast, Episode 5. So glad you could join in today. Today, our theme is Pet Peeves. Hoping that there'll be some folks online here today and that you will uh, come into the chat and share some of your pet peeves. There, I've had a few folks that have shared their uh, their pet peeves with me uh, along the way. So uh, we'll be getting into that. As we always do at the beginning of the Dysfunctional Guy podcast, uh, we start with uh, feedback from our last episode. Episode four was called Buried a Lenten Journey. I uh, shared a lot about um, my experiences with my brother when he went through a tumultuous time in life and ended up in prison. Uh, which is where he is now. And I just uh, was kind of uh, sharing about that and thinking about that. And I've had a lot of reflections. Uh, it's, it was quite emotional, kind of draining, to be honest. And I'm hopeful that uh, soon and uh, maybe sooner than expected, we can have him home and let him share the story because he's going to make a huge impact. Some things that I didn't think I really emphasized nearly enough in that last podcast about my brother and about his situation and going through his time of being arrested and suicide attempt was the amazing support and strength that I got from my wife, Esther, and from my mom. And they had to be unbelievably strong to help us all get through that. It was just just a really... I don't know, draining, stressful, incredibly hard time. And uh, the I, as Esther and I sat and talked after the last podcast, the, the memories came back, flooding back pretty quickly. But more importantly, the memories of just being there for each other and, and her, her strength and support and, and as well as my mom's, truly remarkable. And so I, I just didn't think I covered that enough. Uh, as I said, I, I'm hoping our next step is we can continue this story and that that story will be with my brother sitting by my side and uh, he can share kind of where he's at. Uh, along those lines, just one other note that's connected to that is the mental health piece. I found myself last week kind of reaching that point where I could feel I was really just kind of kind of hurting. I, I don't know. I, I was in a hole. I was in a in a kind of a bleak place for no reason other than just I think the weather the just the stress of everything in life whatever it was and I uh, ended up I, I had a sick leave day and then I ended up taking a vacation day and just I want to encourage you to take care of yourself in that way it was really invigorating for me and a chance for me to recoup I'm feeling energized I'm ready to go back at it at work tomorrow uh, so please do a self-check with your mental health. Make sure you're in the right place. And if not, reach out to somebody else. Reach out to somebody to help you with that. Uh, I had a really good weekend. Yesterday was Esther's birthday. I, I have to tell you, Esther looks like the day I married her, which was almost 38 years ago. And I had uh, I was running the store on Friday afternoon. And uh, a lady came in and I, she said, I see it's going to be Esther's birthday tomorrow because we had done a little promotion in the store for her birthday. And she said, let me guess how old she is. So she sits and ponders for a bit. And then she goes, I'm going to guess 43. Well, my wife turned 58 yesterday. And she certainly looks 43 or younger. 
And I think she's kind of a puke, to be quite honest, because I look like I'm about 75 and I'm going to be 60 in this coming year. And uh, so anyway, we had a great weekend Friday night. Uh, I, I made a steak dinner for us. Uh, we had a good time sitting there watching a movie together, watched a chick flick together. Uh, and uh, is that an appropriate term? Probably not. We watched a rom-com, a romantic comedy from our days gone by. You've Got Mail with Tom Hanks. And uh, so we watched that together. And then Saturday, we were at the store together and celebrated with some good donuts. Uh, I got up and made her breakfast. I gave her breakfast in bed. Uh, we were planning on going camping this weekend due to some different scheduling things and some weather concerns. We didn't go camping. We bought a new teardrop camper uh, late in the fall, early winter, and haven't had a chance to go out with yet. So we were going to take it out on its maiden voyage and uh, decided we couldn't do that. But I had bought her a, uh, a, a lap tray to use in the camper because it's literally a teardrop. It's a bed on wheels and there's a galley kitchen outside in the back. Um, but so if you're going to be inside, you need something to set stuff on. So I delivered her breakfast on that. And, uh, and then last night I uh, made some, smoked some salmon and we again had a good night and then we slept in the camper. We we're sleeping literally 50 feet, if that, from our house. Uh, but we pretended to be out camping, had a great night. And then uh, today had a good time with, uh, we call them the old ladies in our lives. My mom, her mom, and her aunt had some cake and ice cream and uh, celebrated the birthday again. Uh, so really just a fun weekend. On top of that, Kansas basketball beat Baylor, gave them their first loss of the season. And spring training baseball started today. The Cardinals were playing. I'm wearing my spring training baseball hat in honor of the day. Uh, I love baseball, and I, I certainly wish I was in Florida uh, watching the game. So I had a great weekend, ready to go, and uh, we'll get into the podcast for the day. Uh, I do want to uh, thank our sponsors. We have our traditional sponsor, Serenity Now Yarn and Alpaca Shop in downtown Pine River. If you haven't checked it out, there's a great video that Esther and Julia did. It gives you a brief glimpse at this store. Uh, it's on the Facebook pages for the Dysfunctional Guy podcast, Serenity Now Alpaca Farm, Serenity Now Yarn and Alpaca Shop. Uh, so please check that out. If you are a knitter or a crotcheter, can't go podcast without saying that, uh, please, this is the place for you. We've also got a lot of cool gifts and from local artisans and, and some warm stuff in case winter hangs on. Hopefully, sounds like we're moving into some warmer weather here. That's awesome. We also have a new sponsor. Yes, it's true, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we have a sponsor. It's another podcast called Philosophy on the Couch. And Jordan Walls and Ryan Wright are the two guys that do this podcast, been doing it for a while. Uh, you can check them out on, Google it, you'll find them on a whole bunch of different podcast sites as well. Uh, and they actually had me as their guest. They tape theirs, uh, record theirs ahead of time. Uh, it'll be released, it's either midnight tonight or midnight tomorrow night. It'll be released, uh, interview with me. We had a great time, these guys are really fun. It's a place, to, here's how they kind of promote theirs. A place to come and relax, to talk about any and everything you can imagine. We want you to be involved throughout the entire podcast. So Philosophy on the Couch podcast, 
Take a look at it. Look it up. Uh, these guys have some really fun topics they talk about. And we had a good time uh, actually sitting in my office in Staples and just had a great time conversing about all kinds of things. Uh, you will be smarter for Okay, uh, maybe. There, there'll be something for you in it. Anyway, take a look at those guys' philosophy on the couch. Thank you for sponsoring, guys. And we're going to get those guys on this podcast, Return to Favor, and let them share the, uh, share the, the wonders of their wisdom with us all. All right, let's get into the, uh, the topic of the day. That is pet peeves. Hopefully we'll have a little fun with this. I hope to see some of you guys uh, sharing some of your uh, some of your wisdom and pet peeves with me. Some of you already shared them uh, online with me. Uh, a hello to the Remingtons. Thanks for being here, guys. Renat and Bob, great to see you. Um, and I'm going to be checking the chat. Hopefully taking a good look at it. So if you've got some pet peeves you want to add in there, do that. I have a healthy list that aren't all just mine. Some are from others and some are from some lists that were created online in case we didn't have enough to talk about. So I first want to talk about, I think it's important we need to know what is a pet peeve or at least how we're defining it for this purpose. So here's the uh, definition I have for pet peeve. A pet peeve is a behavior or display that generates slight annoyance in people. They aren't things that are so inappropriate and rude that they necessarily warrant taking action, but they're generally bothersome in a way that will make you roll your eyes in frustration. So we're not talking about the big things that you have to address. You need to, you need to like have an, you know, some kind of confrontation or some kind of meeting to go, all right, that's enough. You're hurting my what, something. This is just the, oh, I hate it when they do that. That drives me nuts. I know I have a ton myself. And so uh, it is totally, uh, totally uh, a, uh, just those little things that really probably aren't the same for everybody. I'm sure they're not the same for everybody. And so uh, I'm going to start with why this came to mind for a topic for the podcast was I, I was reading an old post, a memory post from Facebook. I'm a picky eater. Totally on me. I'm really picky, but one of my pet peeves in life is when um, food is served and they, I say, yeah, I, so I don't like mushrooms, this is my example. I'm not a mushroom fan. I, I usually say I'm allergic to them. I, I don't know if I really am. I feel like I do get a little sick when I have mushrooms, but the reality is I just don't like them. Here's what gets told to me every stinking time. You can't even taste them. I'm sorry, if I can't taste them, why the heck are you putting it in there? What a waste. Why are you putting something in you can't taste into your food? So that's my example of a pet peeve that's just mine. I get it. I'm the picky eater. If you serve me something and I don't like it or I got to pick stuff out of it, that's on me. That is not on you. If I go hungry, I go hungry. Totally get it. That's totally Dave Endicott's problem. But please don't give me the, yeah, that you can't even taste it. Then don't put it in there. I want to taste stuff. And if I don't like what I taste, then I got to deal with that myself. Okay, so that's there's where we're going. And I just see we just got one added on the chat. I want to go there right away. I want to acknowledge the ones that are there. From Robert Remington, the ancient philosopher, as he is self-described, or maybe that's what his... So just Renata's calling you that? That's kind of 
kind of cruel, Robert. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yes, Brad, make sure when you have me for dinner that it's not an offensive thing if I say I don't like it, but please don't tell me I can't taste it. Um, so Robert Remington, Bob is saying people that are up two or three parking spaces with one that use up two or three parking spaces with one car. I am so with you on that one. Drives me nuts when I see the car parked and it's taken up like three spots and you're like, seriously, hopefully there's a good reason for you to do that. But most of the time, my gut feeling is you just think you're so stinking more important or your car's more important than the rest of the world that you're going to do that. So I'm totally with you like that. Perfect. Some others that people shared with me, and I see Brad Swanson's here. Brad, I hope it's okay if I use your name on this one. The word irregardless. It is not a word. It does not exist. And so the use of irregardless, and Brad, I'm using this every time I see you from now on. I'm sorry you gave it to me. Irregardless doesn't, it's regardless. There's no ear, I-R in front of it. Regardless of the way the person parked, you have to go park someplace else, irregardless of your feelings. <laughs> anyway, there, so there's one that was shared. Thanks, Brad. You're so right. One of those, and we'll get into the, some of the grammar, English language stuff that kind of drives me nuts. I've got one that I screw up that drives my mom nuts that I'll share later too. Another one, and this one was given anonymously, that said what drives this person nuts is their spouse is always late. And they know that they can be on time because they were on time for work their entire lives. Never were late for work, but they're late for everything they do socially and when they're going out and doing things. So that's one of the things that um, that bring they bring to the table saying, yep, uh-huh, I hate it when people are late. And I saw that one on a lot of lists as I was looking for stuff and researching this, was that lateness thing. On the other side of that, my sorta sister-in-law, I have some real sister-in-laws and I got a sorta sister-in-law. She hates it when people are early. So I, I guess you just got to be right on time. I think that's her point. She hates it when people show up 15 minutes early and you're not ready and you don't really want to, you're really just not, don't want to socialize at that point yet. You're going to save your socialization energies for later. Um, so I've always been kind of a, arrive a little bit early. I hate being late. I find as I get older and as life goes on, being late becomes a little more of my norm, which is unfortunate. We used to have, I married, uh, my wife's maiden name is Kopka. I will tell you, my wife is not one of those people that's late. She's pretty punctual, but she has family members that typically are late. And so we used to talk about being on Kopka time. And this included, so they would say, we're going to have supper at six. Supper at six in this family, especially years ago, meant that somewhere between six and 8 p.m., there would be supper served used to drive me nuts. I used to, I like cooking for large groups and putting a meal together. And I'd say, okay, we're going to have supper at our house, 6 p.m. We're going to have the big Christmas dinner or whatever. And invariably, people would show up at like seven. And you're like, it's not hot anymore. I, it just was irritating beyond belief. So we've got on both sides of the spectrum that has come up people that are late. I've seen that in a couple of places. Again, a couple of folks. And then don't be too early because we're not ready for you. 
and now I don't, you know, this is what you get when it, when you come to my place. So I don't have a lot of getting ready to do, uh, but others do, and they want to make sure their house is ready to go. They want to, all kinds of different things like that. Um, another one that was brought up, and I think uh, Bob and Renata, I think both you guys brought this one to the table, and that is that when people are buried in their devices, and this is a uh, I guess fairly recent when you look at the history of mankind, uh, or even in my life, we didn't have devices to be buried into when I was younger. Um, but people are just on their cell phones, in their laptops, and, and I'm guilty. i totally a hypocrite. I hate it when people do that. I also hate it when people are checking their phone and doing that in the midst of a conversation. I really try to be mindful of that, but I know I do it sometimes. Um, it just is, it's kind of a rude thing. And I, I see a lot of these things that come across as in these pet peeves that are kind of an etiquette, respect, um, just being, being present for the other people you're with. And I think we've created a society in many respects that doesn't think they have to be present, that just they've got a device, they've got it, I can do it through social media or whatever it is. And so really focusing and giving the attention, that kind of thing. So that one's come up as well. Um, so some of the other things I see, uh, Bob talks about that everything tastes like chicken. Oh, what are you having? Oh, I'm having. So we have, we've had alpaca meat at our house. And people say, what does it taste like? And then immediately it's followed by, tastes like chicken, right? Like, no, it really doesn't. Nothing like chicken. But thanks for, you know, thinking that. Uh, so give them what it really tastes like. Or if you don't know, say, hey, you should try it. Give it a try. And then I probably say, well, I don't really like it. And then you'll say, well, it doesn't really have a taste. And then I'll go, why are we even talking about it? Um, so that could happen. So some other pet peeves that were brought. Um, the terrible table manners. I used to be really particular about table manners. And I found uh, we don't eat at the table enough. I mean, but I do try to be mindful and respectful at the table. I, I did grow up in a family that that was important. Uh, but I, I think you're right. I think that, first of all, I think eating at the table is probably kind of a lost art in the family. Uh, I also think we've kind of lost what that is. Now, I got in trouble with the other day, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, because I wore a hat to the table and they were right. I probably got a little offensive, like, okay, it's a hat. I'm at my own table. This is a casual event. But the reality is that's not good etiquette. That's not proper. I should have my hat off. I should be there respectfully. Um, but that's that's one of those things that's there. Uh, Jill, I hope you don't mind. I'm going to keep going through some of yours. Not being greeted or ignored, and I can guarantee you this is what I'm doing to her for the rest of my life. Um, you know, when people come in, to your house, and, and I sometimes, am, again, you're going to find a lot of these things I'm guilty of anymore. I didn't used to be this way. I, I guess in my old age, I've gotten lazy or just haven't cared enough. I don't know. That's not a good statement to make. But when people come to your house, getting up out of the chair, getting up and greeting them. Now, in COVID days, it's a little different because you're not going to maybe shake a hand. You're not going to give them a hug. Uh, you, you're going to, you know, just get up and acknowledge and welcome them home. Uh, and so I think sometimes we get really comfortable with family or with uh, friends that are around and we just kind of take it for granted that they know that they're appreciated and that we're glad they're there. And that may not always be the case. So making sure we're doing that. 
Um, some of the other ones that I, I saw on a couple of lists that I had, loud chewing, people chewing really loudly when they're at the table or in a restaurant and you got the smacking going on and all that kind of stuff. That's one of them I've, I, I read and saw a whole bunch of places and can't argue that, um, you know, it, I don't know. Some people I don't think un, really realize that that's what's happening or understand that's we're hearing you shout, you know, chow down here and really don't want to, don't need to. Uh, and again, it's probably one I've done. Uh, and uh, I would hope somebody would address it with me, I guess. But that's the other question. Maybe we need to talk about that at some point here is somebody has one of those uh, behaviors that drives you crazy. And how do you address it or do you? It, and how do you decide, is it my problem? Is it their problem? Is it worth a conversation? Is it worth having maybe some hurt feelings? I don't know. Where's those lines? You know, those kinds of things. Um, I had a, a good friend that uh, we got, he didn't used to do this, but he got to a point where he would make a clicking noise at like the end of each sentence. So he'd say, hey, it's good to see you. Oh, man, I really enjoy being with you. And there was this clicking noise and it just drove me nuts. And I never addressed it. I just let it bother me. And I found myself getting more and more irritated. And I probably should have addressed it. Because uh, I know he didn't used to do that. I don't think he does anymore. But there was just this period of time where that was the thing that happened. Erlene, thanks for jumping in. Great to see you. Uh, tip jars everywhere. And her frustration is not everyone should expect the tip. I struggle with this one because I, I noticed the same thing. Uh, so I was in the bakery. I, we have a great bakery in Pine River. Great people. Love it. And they have a tip jar there. And I'm like, do I tip somebody that just grabbed the donut and put it in the bag? I mean, I don't, I don't know what's proper there. What I would love advice on that because I struggle. Or when I order takeout, I usually tip and I always ask them, who gets this? Because I want to make sure it's going to maybe the cooks and the people in the back or the people that don't typically get tip money uh, just to make sure I'm supporting them in some way and thanking them for their efforts. But yeah, I, I get what you're saying, Erlene. They, they do show up everywhere. In fact, maybe I should talk to my wife. I think we should put one out in the yarn shop, a tip jar. I'm kidding. I don't think we should. Um, we I do have a jar for the food shelf, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, and I love people to put money in there and support that because I think that's, uh, that's far better than a tip. Um, but yeah, that's another one that keeps coming up. Thanks, Erlene. Love it when we get more, more people in sharing their wisdom. Um, so some other ones that have come up, we've talked about when people are being late, um, people who scuff their feet as they walk down the street, uh, that, especially when this one, here's what this one says. And this didn't come from any of uh, the listeners here. This came from another list, but people who scuff their feet as they walk down the street, especially if they're wearing Uggs. <laughs> Seriously, like we're being a little particular. I'm only bothered if you're wearing Uggs and scuffing your feet. Oh, that's hilarious. I just think that's crazy. Some others that I had, um, this one I, I see on Facebook all the time. And it's a grammar piece. And there's a lot of grammar pieces that drive me crazy. Those that don't know the difference between lose and loose. 
I see them use the word loose where lose should be. I hope we don't loose the game. Well, I don't know what you're going to loose in the game, but I hope you don't lose the game. L-O-S-E, not L-O-O-S-E. You know, I hope someday that my pants will sometimes fit in a lose way. I mean, a loose way. It just drives me. Thank you, Renata, for your support. I just, I see it and I cringe and I want to correct it. I'm not going to lie. Every stinking time I want to write in there, it's not loose. It's lose. And, but it really isn't worth the effort because two seconds later, it's not going to matter. But anyway, that's another one of those that I have. Going down, I've got a couple more. I'm just going to intersperse mine in here and there, and we'll and then we'll we'll get to the end of it. Um, let's see. I guess this one's got micromanagement. Totally agree. And probably people saying, "Dude, you were it. You micromanaged." Uh, was I a micromanager, Renata? I don't know. You're the only one that's on here that probably knows. Um, oh, there we go. Another word, Brad. Thank you. I get so frustrated. No, you don't. You get frustrated. Or maybe you were flustered, but you weren't frustrated. I'm not sure what that is. I don't know if that means you flushed and it didn't work. I, I just, I, I, I don't get it. I, I love that one. Uh, this one I saw quite a few places. People talking during a movie. Now, I don't remember what it's like to go to a movie. It's been a while now. Uh, but, oh, man, there's a great Seinfeld adventure where that is happening. And George, of course, is the main instigator in it. Uh, but that whole thing with people yapping during a movie just drives me crazy. Oh, Renata says, no, I'm not. A, I wasn't a micromanager. Thanks, Renata. I appreciate that. Uh, but she has another one that is totally at the top of my page. Right with Lose and Loose. I seen him. Whatever happened to knowing what a helping verb is, I taught it for I don't know how many years in fourth grade language, fifth grade language. I have seen him. I saw him. I totally agree. Drives me nuts. Please choose one or the other. Do not choose I seen him. I just think you sound so dumb. I, I hate to say that. Oh my gosh, it's just crazy. Oh, we got the language ones coming left and right now. This is awesome. I love it. Um, here we go. Bob's got just ask me a question. Now, I want to do put one thing in there. There is a piece of the black culture where the way they say words is not meant to be intentionally screwing it up, but they say acts, A-K-S, because that's how their mouth can form the sound. And I don't know all the science there, but there are also others that say I acts. I do it on purpose just to joke around, but that's another one that's there. Jill, I told, oh man, another one. Pacifically instead of specifically. Pacifically, I, first of all, I don't think it's really a word, but if it is, it means you're out in an ocean somewhere. I don't know, like you're on a cruise pacifically. Uh, is that how you would use it? I have no idea. I specifically was on a cruise in the Pacific. I wasn't specifically on a cruise in the Pacific. Um, I should write a book on this. I don't know. It could be good. Um, some other ones that I that I have seen um, Oh, this one came up a whole bunch of times, and I don't know that I've experienced really, but clipping your nails in public. Is that a thing? I mean, like, do y'all go clipping your toenails and your fingernails in public and stuff? I don't have any idea. 
I don't think I ever have, but maybe I missed it. Um, let's see, what else do we have here? Oh, this one. I have one of the folks I work with at, at Central Lakes College that uh, does this one. They talk about themselves in third person. Drives me bonkers. Well, Dave doesn't feel like going out tonight. Um, I don't feel like going out tonight. I don't know who this other Dave guy you're talking about is. Just drives me crazy. And this one's good too. Saying no offense after you know you've insulted them. As soon as you know somebody says, I don't mean any offense, but you do too mean offense. You just totally framed that you're going to do that. It just is one of those crazy things. A couple others that I have. Um, okay, this one, I, I don't notice it as much here anymore, but I noticed it especially when I was working in the Anoka Hennepin District and I was commuting from Mora. And so I had about a 70 mile commute each way. Um, they, people that throw cigarette butts out the window just irritates the daylights out of me. I, I if you want to smoke, you don't want to smoke. I, I personally, I, I can't stand cigarette smoke. I can't stand the thought of even smoking, but drives me nuts when you're throwing your cigarette butts out the window. And I'm going, oh, seriously, can't you just like have an ashtray in your car or some kind of container to put them in to throw them away later? Something along those lines. I don't know. Um, okay, got a couple more coming up. Oh, Renata says, yeah, she hasn't seen people doing it in public, but leaving their nails on the table is gross. Yeah, that wouldn't be. I, I admit I've left them on the table next to my chair at home to be cleaned up in a little bit of time. So my poor wife probably is going, yeah, dude, you're just terrible with this. Um, and then uh, Brad Swanson, another great one. Don't used with no. I don't have no money. The double negative. Oh, yeah, that's a dandy. So you don't have no money. So you do have money is what I'm going to take from that. Uh, yeah, you can't use not and no in the same sentence because don't is do not. Uh, again, we get into the grammar pieces. Bob, I assume you mean uh, that when people say don't take it personally, as opposed to me not taking it personally when people throw their cigarette butts out. Um, yeah, don't take it personally. Well, I know darn well I'm going to get zinged here in just a minute, right? It's kind of like the uh, I don't mean to offend you. No, you know, no offense, but um, don't take it personally. Well, okay, you're going to just really dig into my person right there. I, I just know you're going to. Another one for me is just a word that used to drive me nuts, especially working in the elementary world. People use the word kiddos. For whatever reason, that word just almost makes me puke. Oh, I just get to see my kiddos today. They're kids, they're children, they're students. I don't know anything but kiddos. I just was one of those words that just drove me bonkers. Fortunately, in the college world, I have heard it a couple times. I'm going to get to meet with my kiddos. Your kiddos are like 18 to 45 years old. They're not kiddos. Get over it. Um, so there's those are some pieces that also came up. going to go just a few more here, and then we'll wrap up this incredibly brilliant conversation. Um, let's see. There was some that I saw that I was like, what? Why is this bothersome to you? Oh, Jill, I didn't get to all of yours, did I? Uh, assumptions, like she's talking about assumptions because 
because she's a girl, a girl like you. And so some examples, you know, a girl like you goes into turkey barns and like you can insert any place that's dirty, she says, complicated, dangerous, or just for men. Or a girl who, like you who looks like you has problems with life. Or a girl like you who wears makeup is a feminist. That one's just like, seriously? Why would anybody say that? Why is that a problem? Being a feminist, number one. But what does makeup have to do with it? I don't even know. I just, uh, uh, thank you, Mark Kopka. I got somebody else on the kiddo bandwagon. Uh, oh, there's, uh, there's my future son-in-law, Nathan, uh, not putting your shopping cart back. Yeah, see, that's why I think Aldi is brilliant with the whole quarter concept. How stupid. For one quarter, people put it back. I mean, seriously, that's all it took. It's like this stroke of genius. But I very rarely, if ever, see a shopping cart in the Aldi parking lot. They're always there. And then there's all these this goodwill that happens. So I always try to give my cart to somebody that just parked. Say, here, keep it. Don't worry about the quarter. Just go ahead and use it. And then you see other people doing that. And I'm like, for just one quarter, the carts get put away and people do goodwill things. I, they were brilliant. They were stinking brilliant. Um, let's see. Jill, did I cover that stuff okay? Are you still there? Or did I leave you hanging? Um, let's see. What else do we have? I think we've covered quite a few of them. Uh, using the word literally in every sense. Literally, I went and did this. And then literally, I went and did that. A dog owner's not picking up their poop. I've heard that one a number of times. Uh, I know I, I know Nathan and, and our daughter Rachel have two dogs, and I know they're diligent about picking up after their dogs when they, uh, they go for a walk. Our other daughter, Emma, does the same. And, uh, oh, yeah, here's some of these that I, I, just there are a few that I'm kind of like, huh? Let's see. Hearing people bite their nails. Yeah, okay. Uh, when people take up the entire side of the street, when groups of people take up the, I don't know, we don't live in places where there's enough people to do that. So I guess we don't see that. Probably you got all down in the metro area need to do that. Um, oh, people who talk like they're chatting in a text. OMG. LOL. They don't use real words. They do all the chat stuff. Oh, gosh. Crazy. Oh, here's Jill. I think she's typing in brilliant things here. All right. Line cutters. This one came up like a whole bunch of times that I'm just kind of baffled by it. I get it, but people who don't know how to get through airport security efficiently. Well, I'm sorry. Not everybody gets to fly very often. There's folks that just have never flown. And you expect them to understand this zoo that's called airport security that has to walk through the, the maze and you don't know if you take your shoes off or don't take your shoes off, depending if you're on that line or that line. And you I, that one's kind of a funny one to me. People who stand on the left side of an escalator. The right side is for standing. The left side's for walking. Just say, excuse me, maybe. I don't know. Um... Oh, when you live this one, I like this one. This is the Minnesota nice piece, um, or the supposed Minnesota nice. When you let a car in front of you and they don't wave the thank you. 
That's just top notch. Oh gosh. Like they cut in front and you don't get the Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you very much. That wave, you know, that goes uh Oh, here we go, Jill. I like this one. This is awesome. To tell you the truth, what, you usually lie? Well, I do, but I don't need to clarify when I'm telling the truth because I want you to think my lies are truth anyway. It's kind of like politics. Um, so, you know, we, we can go with that. Um, I think that's just about it. Online stores that charge for shipping. This one's on this list. Okay, I'm going to protest because shipping costs a stinking lot of money. And so when we ship products from our store to somebody anywhere in the U.S. or whatever, that eats up. If we didn't charge for shipping, which we didn't in the month of February, by the way, but if we didn't charge for shipping, we would lose basically all of our profit on the products that we're sending you. So I absolutely can't. I just can't. I, I just can't go there. Um, Brad, you go look for those. Mor I do want to try morel mushrooms. I actually want to go find them with you. Uh, I want to, I've heard good things about them. I want to fry them up in butter, I think is the cool thing. Is that right? Uh, and, and I will try it with you. And then I'll tell you I don't like it. And then you can eat the rest by yourself and you'll be happy. Uh, so I think that's kind of, I think we've covered plenty of territory here today. Um, I've got a whole bunch more that we could we could go there, but I think we've kind of... Oh, here's... I'll end with this one, because we'll go back to the movie. Clapping at the end of a movie with somebody put down. Who cares? I've, I've seen maybe one or two movies where I really thought that was worthy of clapping for. Um, but anyway. So there you go, folks. There's a, an incredibly brilliant conversation on pet peeves. Would love to keep... Send them in on the Facebook page or on my email. Uh, I'd love to hear more of what you bring to the table. Uh, the next episode is going to be completely now for something completely different. For those who used to watch Monty Python and the Flying Circus, uh, the old uh, weekly TV show that they had, um, they used to say, now for something completely different. We're going to have something completely different on Sunday, March 14th. It's going to be a live concert with the Unruly Rhubarbs, my good friends Erica and Kevin, and the Wittenberg Doors, which is yours truly, and Chris Fogderud. We're going to be doing a live concert from Lutheran Church of the Cross. There are many ways you're going to be able to enjoy this concert. One could be in person if you live up in the area. There will be a limited audience. We'll make sure social distancing, masking, all that stuff is happening. Uh, but we will be live at the Celebration Center at Lutheran Church of the Cross in Nisswa, Minnesota. You can also watch it live on Facebook, either on the Dysfunctional Guy podcast page or on the Lutheran Church of the Cross page. And we'll be recording it and getting that recording out in the various formats that we do now. Uh, so the main theme, March is Food Shelf Month. Uh, I am a huge proponent for dealing with food insecurities in our communities. I've uh, been... I don't, I don't like to talk about being proud of something I've done professionally, but I will, I will go there with this in that every school district I have been an administrator in, we have started either a backpack program or a food shelf program to help our families that are dealing with food insecurities. I'm quite proud of that. I think all of them are running in some form still to this day. And uh, this is an opportunity for you to support. We're going to support specifically for those that live in our area, the Lakes Area Food Shelf and the Pine River Area Food Shelf. We're going to have links on the Dysfunctional Guy podcast 
page that you can go to and donate to during the concert before or after or whenever. Uh, and I'm pretty sure there's matching dollars available in March for these food shelves. So please uh, donate, give generously, help support. We know the need is huge right now. Uh, it's always quite large in our area, but through COVID and through different things, that's uh, that's definitely the uh, the piece that we uh, we need to continue to support and help our friends and families that are in our area that are struggling to feed and and give themselves good good nutrition. Uh, so please do that. If you don't happen to live in this area and you've got a food shelf near you, wherever you're from, we've got folks actually from numerous states and even countries that have been watching this, uh, please donate to them uh, during this concert. Uh, it's going to be a great time. We're going to have a lot of fun and you can uh, watch it right here. So join us March 14th, 7 p.m. live concert. The Unruly Rhubarbs and the Wittenberg Doors live in concert. I uh, hope you'll join us for that next episode and, and that you'll help us support these food shelves moving forward. Uh, I am also looking for new ideas for future podcasts. I think we're getting closer to where maybe doing some interviews would be good because you're going to be sick of listening to this guy. Uh, so if you have a topic you want to hear discussed, Please either share it on Facebook or you can email it at dysfunctionalguypodcast.com. Again, all of the video versions of this podcast are on Facebook on the Dysfunctional Guy Podcast page. And episodes two through five, it will be now, are the audio versions are on a number of different audio, uh, podcast sites. You can just Google the Dysfunctional Guy Podcast and find it. Please invite your friends to come and uh, and check it out. And then I finish, I see there's one question from Mark that I will uh, finish up with before we close it out. And what's my mom's pet peeve? I screw up, loan and borrow. So I will, instead of saying I borrowed the cake pan from my neighbor, I will say I loaned the cake pan from my neighbor, knowing it's wrong, but I just don't think about it. And it drives her crazy. The difference between loan and borrowed you know, I can loan my cake pan to you, Mark. You can borrow it from me. Uh, but it's one of those things that she usually corrects me. I usually get ticked off and say, leave me alone. And then uh, we have to make up and say, I still love you and all that good stuff. Anyway, that's the end of Pet Peeves. Thank you all for joining me. I didn't think we'd have this much to talk about, but we made it through. Thanks for all those that interacted on the chat and sent stuff before. I hope you all have an absolutely fabulous week. Please take care. Stay healthy. Enjoy some warmer weather if you're a Minnesotan. Take care. Those of you that got, hey, Mark, did you get a ton of snow today? I think down south, they got hit with some snow and uh, it was 75 and sunny up here in the tropics. So there you go. Y'all take care. Great to see you. Have a good week.